Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for today's edition of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Nathaniel Hackett as he reflects on Sunday's game and gives an injury update. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a recap of the Broncos' loss in Las Vegas. All that and more on tonight's episode. Looking at the top news surrounding the Broncos today, head coach Nathaniel Hackett spoke to the media and confirmed that running back Javante Williams will miss the remainder of the 2022 season. Javante suffered a knee injury, reportedly a torn ACL during Sunday's loss versus the Raiders. And outside linebacker Randy Gregory also suffered a knee injury on Sunday's game. Coach Hackett announced that his ACL remains intact, but that he will have to undergo a knee scope. He will miss some time, and Coach Hackett said that the IR is also a possibility. Coach Hackett gave his thoughts on both of those guys and who will have to step up in their place. I mean, both those guys are obviously very important to our team. Uh, losing Javante is so unfortunate. You know, a dynamic player in this league. Uh, Randy, uh, same thing, you know, uh, having him to have to miss some time right now uh, is hard because he's been a great force on the team. But, uh, hey, so somebody's got to step up. And I think that, uh, you know, with this whole team, uh, I think they're excited, you know, for that opportunity. And we're glad that it comes uh, very soon instead of having to wait longer to be able to get out there and go play. He then goes on to talk about how the team will respond after losing two critical guys to injuries. It's one of those things. Uh, this, this is part of football. It's a physical game. Uh, we, we can't deny it. there's certain things we can't control. And as a team, we're going to band together and we're going to step it up and, and get better. And whoever has the opportunity to go in has to embrace it and be excited for it and, and play the best they've ever played. Coach Hackett also talked about Melvin Gordon's performance on Sunday versus the Raiders and that he expects him to step up on Thursday night and have a great game. Melvin's a true pro. I mean, this is a guy that's been doing this for a long time. Uh, he's harder on himself than anybody. And he, he's part of our team. I mean, we love the guy. I mean, he, he, he knows uh, there was a mishap right there. And uh, it's a great opportunity for him to get back out on the field and prove himself. And we're excited to be part of that and put him in great positions uh, to be able to make plays. And we'll, we'll watch him do some good things. I mean, he had our first touchdown two weeks ago, and I thought he ran real hard. I mean, he's running the ball really well. I mean, he's going downhill. He's exploding through the hole, and uh, we want to see that continue. And he, like I said, he's a true pro, and I expect for him to step up and have a great game. And following the team's 32-23 to loss to the Raiders on Sunday, Coach Hackett also talked about the offense's performance and what changed from the first half to the second. We were doing really good, a lot of good things in the first half. Uh, we're able to move the ball pretty well, had a lot of great short fields. And then when we got it in that second half, we, we just kind of got stalled and behind the chains. I think that's kind of the thing that's been hurting us, whether it be a penalty, a sack, uh, a drop, uh, something like that. And uh, we just need to clean that stuff up. You know, we can't have that stuff. We want to be sure that we're in front of the chains, have, putting ourselves in manageable third down situations so we can continue to get some first downs. But in the end, you got to convert on third down. I mean, our third down percentage was not good. It hasn't been good the past couple uh, games. And that's where we got to really focus to be able to get some more plays because we didn't have a lot of plays in that game. A lot of stuff we wanted to get to. The Broncos did not practice today, but here's a look at the team's estimated injury report. Outside linebacker Jonathan Cooper, outside linebacker Randy Gregory, safety PJ Locke, guard and center Quinn Miners, 
outside linebacker Aaron Patrick, safety Caden Stearns, and running back Javante Williams all would not have participated today. Wide receiver Tyree Cleveland, running back Melvin Gordon, cornerback Darius Phillips, guard Dawn Reisner, offensive lineman Billy Turner, cornerback Kaywon Williams, and quarterback Russell Wilson would have all been limited in practice. Coach Ackett gave an update on Russell and said he got dinged up in the game and is just a little bit sore today. They're going to be sure to take care of him and get him the treatment he needs throughout the week. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric, let's dive into Sunday's game and the team's overall performance. You know, I thought the offense, they looked pretty good in the first half, but things started to slow down a little bit in the second half. You know, they did score touchdowns on two of their three red zone possessions, though. Overall, Eric, what do you think about the offense's performance? Yeah, I mean, it was up and down. I think there were encouraging parts of it. Russell Wilson, I think, looked like the guy that you expected when you traded for Russell Wilson. Really good in the first half. Um, and then once they got things going kind of in the fourth quarter, put it together there, too. And so he was efficient um, at halftime, had just one incompletion, I believe. They they weren't able to get things going at the beginning of the third quarter, but he made some throws where you're like, wow, that's that's what a top end franchise quarterback does. Um, I think to that drive in the fourth quarter where the Broncos cut it to a two point lead. It's first and thirty, first and twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finds Cortland Sutton. Then he has that play to KJ Hamler. He makes a right. pair of. Uh, big plays with his legs on that drive scrambles for a first down on third and nine and then on a read option play gets into the end zone uh, for that touchdown that's the guy that we expected Cindy that's what we saw so I, I think when you're talking about this offense first and foremost you've got to feel really good that Russell Wilson looked like that mm-hmm. then you move on to the rest of the things and the running game wasn't good enough um, obviously Javante Williams getting hurt impacted that but Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone they couldn't find kind of that sustained success Broncos had some negative plays that would set them back, particularly in the third quarter. There were a couple of times where it looked like, hey, they're going to get something going, and then a Max Crosby sack would would set yeah. them back. Or, or you're just not able to quite build off of these positive plays. But I think overall there were some good things. Like you mentioned, the red zone um, has been better. Now three touchdowns in their last four trips to the red zone, so that's really encouraging. Um, and I think that you're finally starting to see this offense uh, kind of get going a little bit. They've got to be more consistent. You can't have the sort of uh, dry spells like you had in the third quarter. But I do think as the season goes along, this is a good sign. Yeah, you mentioned you know Russell Wilson's overall performance. This was arguably one of his best performances so far as a Bronco. You know, I thought he did a really good job at finding his receivers. We saw touchdowns from Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, some big plays like the one you mentioned from KJ Hamler, found Kendall Hinton. I mean, more guys really stepped up this week. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought Jerry Judy in particular did a nice job of having an impact on this game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kendall Hinton had a couple of big catches. Yeah. Um, you mentioned K.J. Hamler. I do think they've got to figure out a way to keep Cortland Sutton involved because he had some big plays there in the first half and then until the end of the fourth quarter. It was a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is the Broncos just didn't run that many plays in the third quarter. And so there's a lot of talk today about, oh, did – you know, they weren't able to to get the ball to this person or they didn't throw a lot of passes mm-hmm. in this, you know, on this drive. But when you're not running many plays at all, I think the Broncos had one first down on um, three possessions in the third quarter. You, you just don't have those opportunities. And we heard that a lot last year in terms of, hey, well, the offense can't get the ball to this guy if you don't have the plays to do that. Mm-hmm. And so sustained drives, um, avoiding those negative plays, that'll help 
get the ball to playmakers like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. It'll give you the chance to then make those plays because we've seen when the Broncos got on a roll there, they'd have those explosive plays. They'd have the 20-yarder the to you know, whoever, to Cortland Sutton, or they'd have the 40-yarder to Jerry Judy, or they'd be able to get the ball down the field to Kendall Hinton. They'd be able to do those things, but you've got to have the opportunity. And if you get behind the sticks right away and it's first and 15 or it's first and 20 or – you know, it's second and seven, and then you get blown up on a sack. Right. It makes staying kind of in rhythm uh, difficult. And, Hard, yeah. and Russell Wilson said after the game, hey, this is a, a game where you've got to stay on schedule. And unfortunately, especially in that third quarter, mm-hmm. the Broncos didn't stay on schedule. Eric, you mentioned the running game a little bit earlier on, of course. Like you said, Javante Williams, he suffered a knee injury. And Coach Hackett confirmed today that he will be out for the rest of the season which is just so awful to see. We, of course, hope he has a really speedy recovery. But, Eric, looking at this running back's room, I mean, what do you think's in store for them now? I mean, the Broncos' run game in general needs to get better, needs to get going. Um, losing yeah. Javante doesn't help that, obviously. The Broncos have to figure out, are they going to rely on Melvin Gordon, um, who obviously now has had several fumbles in his last few games and Kind of bad luck for him and the Broncos at three yeah. of those, I believe, in the last 12 games have been returned for touchdowns. Just kind of unfathomable luck mm-hmm. on their end. Um, Mike Boone, he's an option, of course. He was able to do a little bit there. Um, I think he had three carries for 20 yards, so a decent average, but just didn't have a lot of opportunities based on how the game went. I think the key is, one, the offensive line needs to step up. And if you get Quinn Miners back at some point, I think that helps. Maybe Billy Turner comes back. You know, he didn't practice last week, so we'll have to see what happens there. Mm -hmm. Um, But that would help. There needs to be fewer missed assignments. There were times, I think, where the Broncos, all but one guy, were able to get to their defender, and it looked like it was going to be a positive gain, and then, boom, you're tackled for a loss. And so across the board, the execution just has to be a little bit better. And then... I think one option, too, you don't want to do this a ton, I don't think, but Russ led the team in rushing on Sunday, and I think that there's a chance, whether it's that read option in the red zone, yeah. if it's him scrambling for you know important first downs, that's not a play-in and play-out sort of solution, but mm-hmm. there are ways that you can keep the defense honest by having Russ run a little bit, and so that could be an option, too. But, yeah, they're going to need somebody to step up, um, and maybe if it is Melvin Gordon, Maybe this is helpful in a way. Obviously, you don't want Javante to go down, but yeah. clearly Melvin has been aware of sharing carries. He's been aware of that rotation. If it's all on him or more of it's on him, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. he's in a better place and is able to get things going. Well, Eric, let's move on to the defense here. You know, I thought that the defense really held strong for most of the game. You know, held the Raiders to three field goals, but really couldn't stop this Raiders rushing attack. Josh Jacobs, he ran for 144 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, I think this was kind of surprising coming off a game where, you know, this defense really shut down the 49ers. I mean, he's always had good games against the Broncos uh, for whatever reason. You know, his career probably hasn't gone quite the way the Raiders expected or hoped, but against the Broncos, he looks like that first round pick game in and game out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought with the exception of there was a drive in the first quarter where he, you know, the, the Raiders go down and they score a touchdown um, to push it to 10-7, and he was effective on that drive. Other than that, and the the last drive, obviously, where they go ahead or push the lead back to, to nine points, other than those two drives, I thought that the defense did an okay job. Um, yeah. It wasn't as noticeable. They weren't getting gashed. I thought that they did a great job there at the end of the third quarter. The Raiders get down to the one-yard line, uh, and then the Broncos hold on three consecutive snaps to force a field goal, keep it a one-possession game. 
that was huge. But uh, I think one, you just didn't quite see guys in sync. There were a couple of breakdowns, um, especially on that last drive. Derek Carr is able to escape and get out and run for a first down. And then a third and one in the red zone or near the red zone where Mm -hmm. the Broncos get a stop there. Now at least you have a chance with a touchdown to take the lead. Can't quite hold the edge. They're able to kind of get outside on a kind of a a tricky toss play back to the left side of the field. Um, So it's just one or two plays here or there. I thought they did a better job filling the center of the field as the game went on. Linebackers making contact closer to the line of scrimmage. But the other thing, Sydney, is that when you are asked to be on the field as much as the Broncos defense was, Mm -hmm. and that's what happened um, kind of late in the game where when you're going three and out as an offense or you get one first down and you got to give it right back, you're asking a lot of your defense. I think maybe they got worn down a little bit. And it it is a shame though, because the Broncos cut it to two points. We've heard the Broncos talk again and again and again. Last year, we didn't get it done in those situations where we need to get the ball back for our offense. Mm -hmm. I really thought they were going to find a way. And unfortunately, just a play here, a play there. They weren't able able to do it. The Raiders picked up crucial third downs, end up scoring that touchdown. and, And that was it. Well, Eric, let's talk about Pat Sertan for a little bit. I felt like he really held his own against yeah. Devontae Adams. What did you see from that You know, really highly t- anticipated matchup there? I mean, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. He's incredible. Didn't let Devontae get over the top of him. Mm-hmm. Um, held him without a touchdown for the first time this season. He, he was the only player in the league to score a touchdown every week right. as a receiver, and Pat Sertan ended that streak. Um, I was really impressed with the fact that the Broncos, or maybe pleasantly surprised is a better way to say it, mm-hmm that the Broncos were willing to travel Sertan with Adams. Um, That takes a commitment to what you're doing because you have to change kind of the overarching defensive scheme. Um, But it worked out well. And I think we saw Devontae when Pat was on him had like four catches for 40 something yards. It it was nothing crazy. And I think the passer rating was below 80, below 70 when targeting him. And then when the Raiders did a good job too of scheming things. So at times somebody else was matched up on Adams And in those situations, he found a lot more success. And so I think the pass breakups, um, the physicality Sertan played with against a big-bodied receiver speaks to his ability. And, Sidney, people are starting to to really notice how good Sertan is across the league. And this is a guy, if he keeps playing like this, it's not out of the question. We're talking about a a first-team all-pro type guy at the end of the year. Absolutely. All right, last one here for you, Eric. A quick turnaround this week. You know, short week as the team welcomes the Colts into town in just a couple of days. How important is it for this team to kind of address these issues and then move along? Yeah, I mean, the run game in particular on a short week is difficult because yeah. you're probably feeling a little banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to play for the Colts, which he doesn't play. Obviously, that helps the Broncos, but they're going to face a challenge regardless. And defensively, I know they're going to be motivated to get it right. Um, Bradley Chubb was talking about, Hey, I, we last week I said we're the best defense in the league. Well, yeah. we've got to show that every week. We got to be committed to that. So I know the defense wants to get it right. Hopefully, the offense can continue to roll a little bit, look more like it did, you know, in the second quarter, um, in the fourth quarter, and without Shaq Leonard, one of Indianapolis's best players, who's already been ruled out, that should be a little bit easier to do. But Sydney, there's no way around it. This is a crucial game this week. Yeah, two and two. You don't want to fall below 500. You want to continue to win these home games. And as you look at the schedule, you're without some guys now on offense. Um, you've got to find a way to continue to get wins. It's a very crowded AFC race already. Right. Um, you don't want to fall behind and have to kind of claw your way back. And so. 
home game, a short week. That's an advantage for the Broncos. They've got to take advantage. Yep. A lot more to talk about over the next couple of days before that game, Eric. Appreciate your time and your insight today. Got it, Sid. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in today and every day. I hope you'll meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another edition tomorrow evening. I'll see you all then.